0: Welcome to Take Me to the Cloud, a place for business professionals to hear insights and best practices from industry experts that combine cloud systems, operations, supply chain and finance.
1: Hi,
2: folks. Uh, welcome back. We are still here with our fellows from uh, from Slotball. Uh We are going to have another conversation uh, around uh, headless commerce and uh, B2B e-commerce. Uh, really interesting topics we're going to talk about. We're going to talk a little bit about legacy ERPs and modern day ERPs and what that might mean for headless commerce while giving you an explanation of that of that, of that that approach and that, that common platform that uh, the guys from Slatwall are going to talk. As we think about ERP and we think about the varying types, whether you're using sort of an SAP B1 or NetSuite, NetSuite Cloud ERP, uh, Financial Force, Intact, any of those. What's interesting is those tools were designed to be a repository for the transaction information. I have a sales order. I'm going to to track the sales order. I'm going to have an item in there. I'm going to sell it. I'm going to track it all the way through. I'm going to collect some money and I'm going to report on it. I'm going to have a fancy profit and loss statement. I'm going to have a nice balance sheet and I'll be able to uh, uh, provide the governing bodies the uh, reports they need. What's missing uh, today in this pandemic-fueled world that we're, we're now involving in as we transform our businesses and business models is this whole concept of commerce. Anything can be picked up at the curve almost. And as we start to think of these things, I'm going to turn it over to to Dave from SlotWall here. And Dave, maybe just talk a little bit about headless. Like, what is headless and what does it mean? Help us understand that.
0: Sure. Yeah, I, I, I appreciate that, Wally. Um, so, Headless, um, you know, really comes down to uh, leveraging APIs um, and providing uh, a lot of flexibility, particularly when you're talking about user experience um, on the front end. So uh, again, this is the website. It's product uh, uh, display and filtering and functionality. Uh, it's uh, um, ordering uh my account areas uh those uh self-service functions so it's giving a lot of flexibility to that to that front end um, that'll extend to things like promotions as well and uh and pricing and, and a lot of the things that marketing uh is going to want to be able to do um uh through that user experience so that's a lot what that a lot of what uh, uh, headless brings to the to the table um and like you said those those erp systems which uh you know we are particularly when you're talking about distributors and manufacturers but you know and with our client base we are uh integrating with ERP in every single project and ERPs do what they do really really well like you said it's you know order processing its fulfillment its warehousing um but that headless approach can give you a lot of a lot more flexibility in your go to market right through that through that digital uh channel and it can be um you know that's those can be multiple channels perhaps you're selling b2b uh and b2c um and uh or m- perhaps in you know multiple uh multiple regions of the world or in you know different uh, different languages and different currencies um you know so you can run uh multiple uh heads if you will um for each one of those markets so there's a lot of flexibility uh that that headless brings to the to the table from from that perspective um but you know it Again, it's it's um, you know as we we talked about in a, in our previous conversation, uh, one of the things you want to want to do is approach that uh, in a in a really um, uh, careful and, and uh, strategic way. Uh, you know you um, you don't have to do you know you don't have to launch with uh, three different three different sites uh, tackling three different channels with every single e commerce function uh, under the sun. There's ways to kickstart that program uh, in a in a headless way, um, and perhaps only offering a, a, a small piece of functionality. Um, but you could also, uh, you know, there's different, different, uh, different levels in between there. You could do a full blown, uh, you know, uh, multi-market, uh, you know, multi, um, Uh, Multi-channel implementation uh, for sure, Uh, but I think it's all—you know—comes down to you know what's going to drive revenue, what's going to you know create uh, uh, order processing efficiencies, and um, uh, make that user experience and that digital channel uh, more friendly to to the buyer at the at the end of the day. Um, You know, so the. What what comes down to you know, is a real importance in that integration and um, understanding how the uh, the e commerce platform is going to work with the ERP. Uh, it's a re- that integration is really important and it's not typically a technical challenge necessarily because these APIs come into play. Um, but you know Brad can talk a little bit about the the actual workflow. Um, and, and how how important that is and understanding the workflow of that data back and forth is to uh, a project like this in, in, in order to uh, to leverage that that headless uh, approach
1: yeah yeah absolutely um, yeah and one of the one of the key the key pieces sort of thinking about you know your your the your ERP you know uh, setup that you have and and, and your business and, and how that works is you know how does the how does it play hand in hand with with the website and and potentially multiple websites in, in figuring all that out and you know, one of the things that that um, you know, we have a lot of conversations about um, you know and I'm thinking one one example in particular is you know how does the customer get notified um, you know when when things happen and and the way the way this one distributor works is that you know they take a lot of orders and there's a lot of back and forth and a lot of changes you know there's sort of on the job um, orders that come in. Um, and when those orders flow through, they sort of know that they're gonna take a while to produce and, and ship out, so if the changes happen, right? Well, customer wanted five of these, now they need six, right? So sort of thinking about that integration, like in, in, in that case, you know, normally the order gets placed and immediately you're gonna get an order confirmation email, right, as a customer. Well, in this case, they're gonna get notifications that come from the e-commerce side, But they're also going to get notifications from the erp platform anytime the order is changing so they're they're having to work out an order flow that makes sense in sort of a unique way so what you know the the sort of value in all of that is that you know both systems um you know are passing data back and forth really well they're really well integrated together but they're 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 sort of knowing their own role right and what they're going to do you know which system you know, is managing the pricing, which system is managing the promotions. Um, you know, another great use case is product images. You know, uh, it's always a challenge to get them. But but when you're, you're getting, you're a distributor and you're getting those product images and thousands of them from uh, the brands that you're selling, you know, where do they live? Do they really need to be in the ERP? Do they need to be in a platform? Can you choose between the, the two, right? So there's a lot of, um sort of talking about you know planning engineering you know whatever word you want to use to sort of figure out how to get um, you know the the best value out of, out of both and ideally you know when you have that that headless architecture um, that's designed um, you know around an API it's 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 flexible in, in that way and and I know you sort of think about you um, you know, the, connecting to an ERP platform, right, Wally? And, and the last thing you probably want to do is is sort of say, well, we want to get into e-commerce, but we definitely don't want to make huge investments on, on the ERP side right now, right? Tackle tackle one challenge at a time. Right. right. Yeah, what I
2: like about what you said is, um, Dave, you, you spelled out there's a, a quick way to get to this there's a middle of the way to get to this and there's a way for those people that are more sophisticated we can deal with you too so i like the way you delineated that and brad i can't i, I can't stress enough it's not an all and everything customers have a finite amount of cash that they need to put toward these projects right. and i think it's the ongoing investment And what i learned today from you dave is that that ongoing investment might be we start with the first phase and get it up and running and get and start to transact to your story earlier, which is sometimes I just need to be able to uh, transact. I just need to be able to run an order. Then all the way up to um, they want to be more sophisticated and they actually want to have uh, you know more concepts and more ideas that are digitally friendly uh, and with all the latest techniques. So I, I really liked uh, that, that story as we start to think about it. I know for us here, what we find is, so I'll go in with someone who, say, is running, say, QuickBooks, and they're on, say, a front end of some kind of, you know, a more economical front end, say, say, 20 bucks a month, and they put something together. They're struggling like crazy to tie out orders at the end of the month. They can't tie out their orders. They can't find their inventory. They're running tax reports not out of their application in QuickBooks. They're running tax reports out of the front end, which was never designed really to be a tax engine. It was designed to charge the customer the right tax. But maybe not do the right governance reporting. So we're finding a lot of customers, although it took them no time to set up, they're really spending a lot of laborious activities, and reporting and doing all those things. Dave or Brad that you just finished talking about. So yeah, I I think it's really good. I'll turn it over to you, Dave, in the last uh, couple of sentences before we pass it to Kim.
0: Yeah, I think you were you were. You're talking about, um, you know, really important concept here, and, and you know, we talk about agile a lot in software development. Um, this approach allows for, you know, the a manufacturer or distributor to be agile in the way that they implement uh, digital commerce, right? It, it again, it doesn't have to be a massive, uh, really expensive project. You approach this as an, in an agile way. You launch, you test, you you know, you see some uh, success. And then you move on to the next priority, right? What's going to deliver the biggest bang for the buck? Um, and you do the same thing, you know, over and over. Um, you're constantly delivering new value for your customers. You're, you know, delivering value internally for operations. Um, but being able to approach it in, in, a, in a really agile way, I think, is a, is a huge benefit to this approach as well.
1: Thanks, guys. This was a great discussion on the flexibility and functionality of headless e-commerce. Next time, tune in to hear about the challenges that typically accompany an e-commerce project. Thanks.
0: You've been listening to Take Me to the Cloud. Thanks for joining us. Don't forget to subscribe to be alerted of new episodes. For more information, visit withum.com.